welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to our 27th episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I am your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And uh, I am completely drawing a blank today as well because my friend Vincent is uh, testing me. He says he's going to test me. He's going to test to see how prepared I am to answer these questions. So I'm listening, my friend. What's the question? Okay, okay. Well, uh, I've heard you talk before about uh, the idea of being a warrior. And um, I know that a lot of people's interpretation of the concept of warrior is that you're going to war with someone else or your country's going to war with each other. So in that context, I think most people's view of a warrior is one who goes into battle with someone else. And uh, years ago, I, I read the uh, Dan Millman book, The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And that kind of had a different, um, different connotation. And I was just wondering uh, what, what you think around the subject of being a warrior and the warrior that you describe yourself to be. That is a really good question. I'm the kind of warrior that does not wage war, but defends oneself, one true self, from the war that the programs have waged ever since we were born. So being a warrior, as far as I'm concerned, is constantly defeating programming that has held me back on every level uh, in my life has held back my progress has held back my uh, expansion of consciousness uh, my awareness my skill set my wisdom all this stuff and if we don't do that if i don't do that then the programs take over And I believe the same thing happens with everyone else, but everyone else deals with it uh, in their own way. Does this make sense? Yeah. So I've, I've, I've heard it described as, as going to war with yourself, but you'd suggest, or you seem to be suggesting that you're not going to war with yourself. You're going to, and on your mind, you're going to war with the contents of what may have creeped into your mind and uh, looking to either neutralize it or replace it with something that's actually better for you. 
That's right. Because the self, what is the self? When we talk about the self, in most cases, we're not talking about the true self, which is to say we're not talking about the, the higher self. We talk about the self that most people are aware of, which is the, the 3D self, the personality. And we know that the personality is made, made up of uh, programs of all sorts. That personality is not who we really are. Uh, and uh, not so ironically is what we shed after death. Mm. So, so in terms of going to war, and I know we've talked before about dealing with the, uh, the programming. So how does it, like, how does it become, like, why is it termed a warrior? Why do you term it as a warrior? Apart from the fact that you're going to war with the programs, but, you know, what's the symbolism involved in that? Well, uh, anyone who is aware of what the conditioning is doing to them is also well aware of the fact that this conditioning is very ruthless. Is it, does, is, it takes no prisoners, as they say here in America. It uh, slays you. It will get you on your knees every chance it gets. So it is not a gentle uh, creation. It is, it is a, it's a violent, ruthless, and uh, non-empathetic being, if we could call it a being. I mean, I'll call it a being. It's a personality. is is some sort of an entity, some sort of a being. It's a side of the mind that uh, wants to take over mm-hmm. if we let it. It's, it's as if you, you have uh, an AI car and uh, it wants to take over and uh, pilot it itself. And now you have to fight with it. You know, like let's assume that it's an AI that is not like made for you. It's an AI that's going up against you. And it's like, no, no, it is you are more I know best. So it takes over all the systems of the car and is, is trying to navigate it by itself. And you're like, no, you're not going to do that. I am the one who's holding the wheel. And so there's this constant battle between the two. And sometimes one takes over and sometimes the other takes over. Ideally, you get to completely disengage the AI and take control of the vehicle yourself. Mm. So how do you... Um... How do you get to the to to a place where you um, like all the connotations, all of the the myths and legends, etc., around being a warrior? You know, involve you know preparation for battle, discipline, um, been clear about instructions, all that sort of stuff. So, um, is there that aspect to it when you talk about being a warrior? Are there those aspects to it that you approach it from in that way? Or do you just, are you calling yourself a warrior just because you're, you're fighting it? Do you approach it from a, almost like a, a military warrior kind of approach? Absolutely. Because the whole thing involves discipline. 100% discipline is a major aspect of this operation. And of course, strategy, you know, because 
you're dealing with an enemy here, man. Even even worse, you're dealing with an enemy that knows your weaknesses, right? So this is an extremely uh, ruthless and and, uh, and uh, dangerous enemy. Uh, so you have to be as prepared as you can. You have to be on your toes, as they say. You have to be ready to kick some ass here. <laughs> even, even though you're kicking your own ass in, in some way, shape or form. So it, you got guys like um, uh, Jocko Willink uh, talking about discipline and freedom and uh, like he's talking about preparing for going into battle in the traditional sense of it. Uh, but he also used it in the context of uh, being disciplined and structured and strategizing around how you actually organize your own life. So what does it look like when you are uh, going about having your disciplines and your strategies in order to, um, uh, in order to combat this, this enemy? What's, what's it look like? Well, once again, I think it's, it's way worse an enemy than, way worse an enemy than, um, than going to actual war to have to deal with, with your mind, with your own mind, because your own mind, like I said, knows, has an inside um, scoop of what's going on with you. So it's like having a demon that intimately can read all your thoughts and, and all your emotions and all your uh, weaknesses and, and all your uh, uh, impetus and then constantly screwing with you in order to get you to do one thing or another or not do one thing or another. So what does it look like? Uh, let's say you put down, if you wanna know when it is that you should be going to war uh, with the mind, you, you have to sit down and, and write down all the things that you want out of your life, okay? And what those things, in order to get them, what they involve. Mm. Then once you write them down, the next thing you have to do is monitor how you respond on a daily basis uh, to the fact that you have to do X, Y, Z to uh, arrive at this destination, right? So if you get up, let's say on Monday, on a Monday morning and you look at your to-do list because there's always steps. I have to do this today, that tomorrow, you know, and hopefully, presumably you have been creating a schedule, some sort of a, an attack list in order to reach your goals, right? I mean, you know what you need to do. Let's say it's a shopping list. You need to go <laughs> to the supermarket. Uh, you need to know what you need. And you need to know when you get there, where you're going to go find that stuff that you need. If you don't know either of those things, you'll be like aimlessly meandering throughout the place, not knowing what the fuck is going on, right? So ironically, this is what most people do it's what most people how most people live their lives but assuming 
that you know what it is you need to accomplish. You know that you know you need to get feta cheese, <laughs> right? And you need to go down that department that you know or you're assuming that you're gonna find that product. Now, if you don't want to go there, if if you're like, ah, I don't want to do this today, or you're a vegan, or you're a vegan. <laughs> That's right. And I was like, fuck that vegan shit, man. Go get what you need. There you go. If you need someone, something, if you need to get somewhere, you need to strategize. And when something is in the way of that strategy, this is an obstacle that uh, I call waging war on the side of your mind against you. So then you need to start making, creating a plan to defeat that mother father. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so if I'm one of those people who, I mean, I don't think people are necessarily, and I'm not suggesting you'd said this, but I don't think people are aimlessly sort of wandering around with no idea what they want. Um, I think most people are in a mode where they're being dragged left, right and center by the demands of family, kids, you know, boss, job, whatever. So they're, Polit they're politics. running Marketing. politics, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> running around to other people's agendas. So uh, I think they've, without realizing it, they've kind of got into this routine of having their control um, given away and been, or been taken by various other people. Um, some in a sinister way and others just because they're demanding. So how do you move from a place where you're uh, in that scenario to a place where you start to um, uh, you start to take control? And I get the writing down of the list, but I mean, even that process, I mean, what, what would that typically look like? And are you writing a list or are you just trying to pick on one or two things that you think you need, you need to change? And typically, what would those kind of things be? Are you looking to change something in yourself or are you looking to, um, to just list the things that you want for yourself? What I would list the thing I want to accomplish. I mean, that's want to accomplish. Okay. the easy way of doing it, right? We're not talking about okay. enlightenment here. Okay. Although, ultimately, enlightenment is the warrior's goal. Yeah. But accomplish could be, accomplish could be, you know, getting the courage to stand up on stage and speak. And that's right. It doesn't necessarily have to be getting something uh, tangible. Well, that's, that's something tangible as far as I'm concerned. Well, tangible in the sense of it's not, you know, bricks well, like, and mortar or car, steel, yeah. whatever. Yeah, car. yeah, exactly. Um, so so it's, it's a case of, of setting out what you want to accomplish or what you want to achieve or what you want to, to get. So, okay, so you've got those things or you've got a few of those things actually set out. So then what are, you, what are we doing? Is it picking one of those things and, and writing down some kind of plan to get there? Is that it? Well, yes. It's not just writing the, of course, you need to know of a way that could get you there. Yeah. But that doesn't always happen. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the times we want to do something, we don't know how to start. We don't know 
what to do, hmm. right? The, the, the law of attraction suggests that um, you don't have to know consciously of the way to get there. You just need to know, be clear on exactly what you want. Hmm. And then uh, your subconscious mind is going to start taking the steps, giving you the synchronicities. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Giving you the synchronicities to to help you move closer to achieving your goal. To okay, but yeah. at the same time, here what we're dealing with is all the things that want to hold you back. Right, this is what we go to war against. In other words, the the, the programming that I talked about is. That thing that tells you, uh, who do you think you are? You know, mm. you're, you're, you're not anything special. You're, you're shit. I mean, you're insignificant speck of dust. Um, and this oh. is what you would need to go to war against. Okay. Because if you let this kind of attacks stop you right there in that moment, then... You're screwed. You're not going anywhere. That's okay. what I'm talking about. So, so in effect, by picking these um, goals or objectives, and you start to take a step towards them, um, you're almost smoking out the um, these the programming, bringing okay. it out into the open, so as to see what's going on, and then. Once, once it's out in the open and you can see what it's saying, what it's doing, you know, it, it brings up fears. It brings up what will people say? What if I'm, I'm going to fail or I'm not good enough? Nothing ever went right for me. It's identifying what they are. So once they're out in the open, what do we do then? Well, that's when you start confronting yourself. Hmm. Okay. And this is why it's, it's not so easy to, to be a warrior of this kind. Because you're not, you, you can always disregard the enemy if the enemy is perceived to be outside of you. But mm. when the enemy is inside of you and is puppeteering you <clears throat> in so many ways, how do you battle that? Mm. Right? Because this is like, the, uh, this is identical to the idea of having the devil telling you, you know, what to do, you know, that go ahead, do it. It's no problem. Come on. You know, yeah. Just take that nap, drink that beer, take that vacation. Mate, you've been working so hard dude. this is, this is a, it's a short life. What are you going to do? Just, you're going to work yourself to death. What's the point? Live a little. <laughs> It sounds like the idea of the devil is actually uh, someone who's on our side for a lot of that. And that it's, uh, it's the, the voice on the other side telling us not to do it, that, uh, that we should be battling not the devil's uh, traditional voice as it's, as it's put forward. Well, the devil's traditional voice. See, if, we talk, if you're going to talk about the devil or the idea of the devil, you have to consider that the devil is way smarter than you can ever be so he will always outsmart you Mm. and and 
this is the concept of persuasion, actually, ironically, what everyone uh, that is uh, inclined to be a marketing guru or anyone who wants to be good at marketing, uh, we call that persuasion. So the devil, as far as I'm concerned, is the most persuasive entity there is. And that is, I believe, what we are battling against. And when I say the devil, I'm not, I mean the devil, right? I mean, mm. the, the concept of the devil is there. <clears throat> it is the, uh, the adversary. It, it's that which wants to entice you to take the easy way out. Okay. Because why not? And it makes perfect sense. I mean, haven't you have to deal with this kind of dilemmas? What is the point? What's the point of laboring so hard? <clears throat> right? Why wouldn't you just, you know, retire and go to Hawaii or Mexico or whatever and like, sip on mojitos and margaritas all day? So, okay, so this is the one telling us not to push ourselves, to keep us in our comfort zones and uh, therefore not to grow and not to confront these, um, these demons. So, so on the basis that we have them smoked out and we have them clear in front of us. So like, what do we do to, what do we do to go into battle? Is it a case of uh, having identified it, we push through anyway? Um, is that what we're, what we're looking at do? Obviously, using some of the techniques we've talked about before, such as affirmations, such as visualization, they can be hugely powerful in, in this kind of situation. But if you're thinking of it in terms of the warrior, I mean, what's the warrior doing? The warrior is constantly aware of the tricks right. of the mind. That... If, he's a newbie, if he's a newbie warrior... Oh, is it, if he's a newbie warrior, then what, what you have to do as a newbie warrior is identify what every urge you have uh, is about. Where, where does it lead you? Hmm. Right? I mean, it shouldn't be that hard. I'm thinking if you have the urge to just chill out and not, and not act uh, on any level, today I know that I could prepare my my uh, greenhouse for the winter and seed it and do all these things that I need to do. But I don't feel like doing that because I just want to chill out today. I've been working so hard. I've been doing all these things. I just want to watch Netflix all day and drink some beer. What's wrong with that? It's just absolutely, it's just totally reasonable. It's very reasonable. So all the things that you are tempted to do. Usually when we say tempted, you see, whatever tempts you is something that uh, harps on your weaknesses. Mm. So if whatever it is that you feel that you should be doing is not tempting you, and you're tempted to do something else, that should be a clear indication that uh, what you're tempted to do is not 
favoring you. Okay. Now, you could say, uh, as if you're stepping into this, as you say, as you said, uh, as a newbie, it's important to realize that there are things to to get clear on, and and perhaps your life, what you're doing, you know, your job, whatever it is that you've been engaged in, is not something that is your let's say um, is your mission in life. Let's say you haven't found that mission. Let's say you haven't found that vocation, that thing that feeds your soul. Then you might say, you know, oh, if you're an accountant and you hate that shit and you want to be more creative, you want to be a writer and you're tempted to not do the accounting work today and sit back and write, that doesn't mean that this is a temptation that... Uh, is not uh, serving you. You see, there are two ways of looking at this. First, we have to identify whether or not we have found the thing that that feeds our soul. And secondly, when when that's there, we have to attack everything that is trying to keep us from engaging with it. I was just going to say. So, what what is attacking? When you say attacking in that way, what do you mean? I mean, not submitting. If you don't submit to, all right, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I told you recently that I'm starting a, a, a gallery that will be operating on a weekend basis. Yeah. Uh, only. Which would mean that everything else that I'm doing throughout the week is now um, adding that weekend work, which is hard work is very engaging work you know to have a store Mm. so the part of me that i would have to go to war against is the part that says are you fucking kidding me man when are you gonna relax you're working all week all day long doing all this stuff all these different things and now you don't even have the weekends? I mean, are you crazy? What about your family? What about your kid, right? These are stuff that can hurt, man. But something to counteract this is how it made me feel to be presented with this opportunity to open up this gallery. It was just made me feel, it was an exhilarating feeling. It was something that was like, oh my God, that's awesome. That sounds great. You know, it's like, it's like a performer being offered to, to do weekend shows, mm. you know, every weekend. It, they wouldn't, it, it, you know, being offered to do that, not like trying to find ways to do it. No, being offered to do that. So you know that this is a gig that you get every weekend. So then that could be something that makes you, uh, gives you motivation to do other stuff that you do throughout the week that perhaps not of it, not all of it uh, would be, very exciting to you see so so you you manage to find a way to turn this around to turn it on its ear where it's not you know the mind says oh screw this is bullshit man you need some rest Uh, and then saying well you know yeah perhaps i need some rest but what if i could replace the rest with something that is as fun as much fun as it could be 
You know, like, cause would you want to rest if you wanted to, if you were a kid, like, you could, you could rest because you've been working so hard doing your schoolwork throughout the weekend, throughout the week. But you could also go to a, a theme park, you know, and ride roller coasters mm. <laughs> and go karts all weekend long, right? Would you want to rest instead? You see what I mean? So yeah. there are all these ways to look at your growth versus your convenience and your comfort. So, so what you're saying is, in effect, that having identified these these um, objections, these fears, these criticisms, uh, and challenges to you moving towards what it is you want to get, the way to to move forward is firstly to recognize that that's what they are. It's recognizing that this is just your safe you, the the you that that wants you keep keep you from progressing, that this is always what it's going to do to keep keep you in uh, in your box. Um, so recognizing that, and then on the other side, it's focusing in on the what you will get, the emotional buzz, the financial buzz, the experience, whatever it might be, um, from doing the thing that you have set out to do. It's it's the achievement, the sense of accomplishment, the whole lot. So it's focusing on the positive of that, but also recognizing that, you know, I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're trying to trip me up. I'm just moving past you anyway. It's, it's having that kind of uh, clear, almost y- your awareness is completely heightened and you're almost having a conversation with these gremlins and saying, I see you, get out of my way. I'm still going for this because this is really cool to get done. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly, that's okay. very well said, my friend. Okay. So it's, it's because I think what tends to happen in these situations is that without the awareness of what's happening, you get lost in just the thing, the process. So you say, I'm going to do this, really excited about it. Motivation is very high. You start on the first, you know, you take the first step and then, oh, maybe this isn't going to work because you didn't get the right, the right response the first, with the first step you've taken or you trip up or you, it doesn't work out the way you thought it was in these very early stages. And all of a sudden you start projecting, oh, maybe I'm on, maybe it's the wrong time. Maybe, uh, maybe it's the wrong decision and all this stuff comes in. So you just get caught up in the process and the next thing you know, you have uh you've put it down and you've you've gone back to doing what you were doing before i mean i've done that so many times like um you get all excited for a few days a few weeks you make make some moves and then you hit an obstacle or you hit a second obstacle and then no maybe it wasn't right anyway and you you actually talk yourself out of it um a little bit like the way we talked before about our buying decisions been all emotionally based and then we justify it with logic afterwards. Um, in a similar way, we make decisions not to proceed with some of these things and then we justify it with logic afterwards. Exactly. So uh, there are many, see, do you play chess? Not only as a kid, I did. I don't play, play regularly at all now. I do have a nice chess set that I bought in Greece. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing game of course 
as most people know. Uh, but it's not just amazing because of how complex it is. Uh, to me, chess teaches you about life. Mm. It teaches you about life in a way that uh, you can learn to regulate it without allowing emotion uh, to get in. And of course, we talk about emotion, we talk about the subconscious, and then we talk about the programming. So with chess, I'm not suggesting, of course, like you can get emotional. You know, if you see yourself losing, mm. uh, you can get emotional. But here's the, here's the thing. The chess in and of itself is like life in the, in the sense that it's unforgiving. You see, what you get out of it is what you put in. If you make a wrong move, you're going to have to pay. You know, it's, it's kind of like karmic in a, in a sense. Mm -hmm. So if you look at this as playing chess against yourself, then you can realize that your mind many times predicts the move that you're going to make. But the better you become uh, at this game, then you start predicting what the mind's move is going to be as well. Mm -hmm. So you just said it, you started doing things and then you, you made one move, you made a second move, a third move, and it didn't seem to be working out. And so, you know, you said there was a voice inside of you that said, see, I told you so. I told you this wasn't going to work. This is bullshit, man. You just wasted your time, wasted your money. You could have been chilling, having a beer. You know what I mean? Watching the game. So if you see, detect that voice speaking to you in those terms, then you know that this was a program in the first place. If there's something in there <laughs> that is trying to justify that, yeah, something inside of me knew that this wasn't going to happen, really. Something inside of me knew that this was doomed to fail. I just had to try it, right? So if you find justification for the failure that you see in front of you, which of course is not failure, is your perception of what's happening in the moment, then you know that this was a program. So when you know that this is a program, what do you do? You battle that motherfucker, right? How do you do that? By extending your skills and strategizing to go around and hit him over the head with a brick, proverbial. Uh, I'll give an example of how I did that. When I had the idea of creating this podcast, I immediately had this voice that started telling me, dude, how are you going to do that? You're going to be sitting in front of the screen, in front of the camera, like a blithering idiot. You don't even know what you're going to talk about. You don't have any strategy about this. You don't have any plan. Uh, you know, all your thoughts are just jumbled up together. It's like, it's a mess. And on top of that, you are insane. So this, this is not a good idea. So <laughs> because I decided to entertain that thought, 
and find out whether or not there's any truth in it. I realize that there may be some truth in it. So then I bypassed the chance that my mind had to win by saying, look, let's assume that you're right for a second. Let's assume that you are 100% right. And I would be a total failure doing this by myself. What would it look like if I had a partner that was the voice of reason within this adventure? <laughs> Could that work? You know, you just trip this motherfucker. You know, there is nothing to say. How could he then make a move against me? He would have to take a step back, say, eh, you got me there. You can always try, right? Yeah, and the rest is history. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, there are so many ways to bypass the voice that tells you to not act. And notice I said to not act and not to not react. Because of course you should never react. And reacting is uh, projecting some kind of emotional response to whatever's happening around you, right? We don't want to do that because that's always a programmed response. Mm. But when you're acting, you're always forging, creating a new path ahead of you. Yeah, you're, in the, you're driving the bus. That's right. So, and that's actually, I mean, you've touched on a point which, which was coming up for me there, which is, um, I suppose, how do you know when this harebrained idea that you've had to do whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's start a podcast or travel to Tibet or whatever it might be, how do you know when it's not such a good idea? And... I suppose in listening to you, I'm, I'm answering my own question, saying, well, you don't really know that it's not a good idea. And the only thing that you can do in order to really test yourself, and I suppose build your strength as a warrior against the gremlins, is to actually follow through on everything that you actually decide you want to do. And keep following through regardless until you get to some point where you've said, well, okay, I've done it now. I've done six podcasts and okay, it hasn't worked out. So that's fine. At least I've done it and, and gone through the, the process of doing it. So, okay, now I'll stop. And really I should have done this. And then you proceed and go all the way through and do that. And to me, the follow through and getting it actually done is what's building the muscle and building the strength in order to make it easier to accomplish other things that you want to accomplish as you go forward. Is that fair? Absolutely. And, and that's exactly how it goes, man. You, you, remember we talked about um, me being destitute, like yeah. a, a, whatever it was, like a, 10, 12 years ago, and, and saying, giving myself a deadline and, mm -hmm. and saying that, if I don't get a clear clearing of path ahead of me within a month from now, uh, I'm, I'm going to quit, go back to Greece. Right. So it's, it's a very similar pattern. It's like when that voice comes up and says, you're not good at this, you're an asshole, you're bullshit, you're nothing. You are an imposter. 
you don't have to try to battle that voice uh, in its own game. You know, don't say, oh, fuck you. How can you? you can't tell me. No, you just accept, uh, accept the, uh, the sentiments and the challenge almost the challenge yeah and make it exactly turn it into a challenge be like okay maybe you're right but guess what i will give myself this many chances or this much time and uh we'll see how it turns out and the mind that is trying to trip you there can hardly in most cases find ways to rebuttal this so then you get, to, uh, you get to start being on your path and, and with the added bonus of having the, the programs go into the background now, you know, they, they mm. move into the background and they don't bother you until said time. It's like making a deal, you know what I mean? Like you make a deal with whatever, with someone, um, you, you're going to give me, you go to a financier, right? And you say, well, give me whatever, $10,000. I need to engage in this business venture. And they're not going to bother, you know, if they think that the business venture is a good idea. Uh, yeah, why not? You know, it's worth trying. They're not going to bother you uh, un unless it's time to start seeing results. Hmm. So if they don't bother you, guess what? Then you are... Uh, fully, almost fully empowered to walk that walk. A and then you go out there like your life depended on it, you know, <laughs> because it does. It's a, you know, if you, if you like, let's say you went on a big hike, you know, up in a mountain somewhere and uh, uh, you light a fire, chilling, which of course is something you can never do these days. <laughs> but let's assume that you can't do it. You know, like it's a Western and uh, you light a fire and you're just uh, uh, cooking that rabbit. Cause it's always rabbit. Right? Yeah. And beans. And beans. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So. <laughs> uh, so, so you're cooking the rabbit and then you start hearing howling voices and you, you're surrounded by wolves, you know, or by coyotes or whatever. And, and now what are you going to do? There's no way out. You have to find a way to escape. You're not going to just sit back and just be eaten, right? You're going to come up with a strategy and you're going to say to yourself, I will not give up. I will not give up. Unless, <laughs> you know, there's absolutely nothing I can do, right? You have to engage as if your life depended on this. Uh, that's, that's, of course, if you are interested in uh, living in, uh, in happy land. And by happy, I mean fulfillment land, empowerment land, kick-ass land. That's warrior land hmm. so so obviously then the more we do this and like every and it's skill clearly um because the more we do it the better we get at it 
And what we're getting better at is pushing through as well as identifying these gremlins there and identifying how we help ourselves to get past them by focusing on what we really want. And the other key is getting to a point where at least we've accomplished. So it's not about whether the business that you set up has made a million dollars. It's about the fact that you set up the business and you follow it all the way through. And then if there's another milestone to be met within that, then you do that. But you keep doing it in order to show that you're good at doing what you say you're going to do. You're good at going after things that you want to create or that you want to achieve. Um, and that, in effect, as I see it, is what's empowering you and strengthening you to keep doing that in your life so that you're continually reaching and developing and growing to be that warrior, becoming stronger and stronger so that these minor things don't phase you anymore. Even the medium things don't phase you anymore. You just go straight for it. Exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant, my friend. All you need to do is to come up with ways uh, to not quit. You yeah. see, hey, you start a business. You say, you, you said it brilliantly. You don't have to set up a goal that, that sounds ridiculous. Okay, if I don't make a million dollars, you know, in a year, then I'm an asshole. No, you, you set goals that only show that you are actually moving towards the right direction, right? So you could say, okay, if I can make, let's, if I can uh, pay all my expenses that this business venture is asking for, because uh, I'm doing it as a side thing, let's say, for example, you know, with what I'm doing with my gallery, if I can pay all my expenses uh, within the first month and I keep on uh, having all my expenses uh, taken care of out of running it, then I have achieved my first um, landmark, I have my first success. Then after I have reached that, what's my next, what's my next goal? Oh, my next goal is making whatever, profiting, making a thousand dollar profit per month, right? And then you, you yeah. get there. And of course, that doesn't suggest that you couldn't just completely skyrocket and, and go kick some ass and like in six months you make $2 million, right? That's not, this isn't how it works. Mm -hmm. Because once you don't have to deal with all the forces that are trying to make you and convince you to not engage, to not do it, to not uh, uh, try it, to not put yourself out there and move forward. If you manage to take those steps, move on that path without heavy expectations, then it works more often than not that this thing takes off and you are fully surprised yourself at how successful you're being. Of course, there's no surprise there because you are doing things that you are loving. You, you are fully excited and fully empowered. And uh, that's how you step into a life of fulfillment rather than a life of boredom and a life of, oh my God, I have to do this again. 
is I can't, you know, I, I want to stay in bed, you know, all day long. Yeah. When you find yourself wanting to stay in bed all day long, that's a clear indication that what you are, where your life is at this moment is not on the right path. Yeah. So either, either that or you've, you've basically given up, you've given in to the gremlins. Right. So even the things that where you know what you'd like to do, you keep um, reacting to the gremlins and allowing them to win and not actually taking them on and challenging them. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So I think uh, that's been really interesting. I read, I've been reading a book um, or listening to a book um, called Tiny Habits. And it, it actually speaks a lot to that idea that if you are trying to take on something that's difficult, whether it be instilling a habit in yourself or, you know, just tackling a job, even if it was only a one-off thing, they, they suggest that you, you literally pick the smallest thing that you can do. So if you want to do, you know, a 30-minute workout every day, start off by doing a one-minute workout, do one press-up and one squat, etc., and establish a pattern of doing it first and then gradually increase it. Um, because it's more important to establish the pattern and then increase the volume than it is to go straight in and start to um, uh, have, a, have a high volume, do the full 30 minutes. Because if you haven't done enough to establish it, then the gremlins come in and the first opportunity you're going to, I say, oh, I haven't got time to do that 30 minutes. Can't do it. Um, right. and, and the same way with the, it's the old adage of, you know, how do you eat the elephant, you know, one, one small piece at a time. Every day that we don't quit what our heart is asking for is a, a victorious day. So, yes, little steps, tiny steps, because... As they say in The Secret, right? When you're driving at night, you don't need to be able to see the entire distance ahead of you in order to get, to get somewhere. Like you're driving at night, it's very dark, you know, you're going through the mountains. All you need to see is a few feet ahead. This is what your lights are providing. Providing the vision of just being able to see just a few feet ahead. And if you can cover that distance, then the next few feet are going to reveal themselves to you. So I think actually this is a brilliant way of, of dealing with life. I will not get to run the whole marathon today, but I will do a hundred meters of it, right? Does this make sense? And then... yeah. If I prove myself that I can, oh, look, I ran the 100 meters. That's pretty awesome. I didn't think I could do that. I wonder what else I thought I couldn't do, but I really can. And so one step leads to the next, to the next, to the next. Before you know it, you have arrived. This is what uh, most of these uh, gurus, the marketing gurus and such that people or all kinds of courses, I suppose. Um, this is how they got there. 
you know, they didn't just poof manifest into that kind of, you know, they started um, following the notion that all I need to do is just that little thing, you know, that, that little increment. I, I need to walk that distance, that small distance. And then when they got there, it's like, oh, I walked it. Look at that. Hmm. I wonder if I can smoke, uh, smoke, <laughs> smoke uh, a little something to reward myself and then <laughs> move another, another part of this distance. So, and of course, as I mentioned that, make sure you're, you reward yourself properly for having uh, covered that distance, said distance. If I run the 10 meters, I should have a reward waiting for me on the other hand, because on the other end of it, because that's what well, the subconscious being a child, this is, you know, it's a, it, it responds really very well to reward and punishment, just like a dog. So reward yourself, reward yourself and perhaps put in some uh, keys in this, in this uh, mission that uh, punish yourself as well if you don't do what you said you would do. It is important to train yourself, to train the warrior inside of you to always do what you said you will do. That's called integrity. So um, integrity is like a muscle. So train yourself to move the distance if you said you would in the time increment that you said that you would go there, take the step and, uh, and find that fulfillment, find that fulfillment in the, the little victory, because the little victory is the big victory. The big victory is just a bunch of little victories put together. Don't quit. If you don't enjoy quitting, if you don't get any, massive, victorious empowerment from quitting. Don't allow yourself to do it. Trick your mind into not doing it. It's just really a trick. It's a, it's a game. Your mind is going to play <clears throat> and consider the, possibi the possibility that your mind always wins at that game. So you're always the loser because your mind always convinces you to not do it. And that bastard is not that well equipped, is not as well equipped as he or she thinks they are. But we have been trained to listen to those programs. We've been trained to listen to those voices. But we can also start training to not. It's not that hard. All you have to do is start doing it. Yeah, and here we are on episode 27. Uh, and so, as we always say, until next week, until next Wednesday. Let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. 
So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week. Thank you.